James, do you want to talk about Criminal Minds? Season 2, Episode 4, Psychodrama? I want to talk about Criminal Minds so much that I'm literally doing a podcast with you and we're in Season 2, baby. We're in Season 2. You didn't introduce me by saying my name, so I'll say it oh, for me. It, no, it's, it's me. <laughs> and I'm joined by my friend James, who forgets how we enter this podcast. Like you did not ask me the right question. In. I start the intro. I start the intro. <laughs> you weren't starting it, so I was like, we just but need you to go. But you could have been like, do you want to start the This is our Criminal Minds podcast, Wheels <laughs> Up. Today we're talking about season two, episode four, Psychodrama. My name is James. Her name is B. <laughs> and we're starting off on a passive-aggressive foot, I suppose. <laughs> Some real <laughs> awkward energy for our last episode of 2021. Some I'm, real I... just awkward energy in the house today. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with the energy we've created in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you so glad that our studio is a fake space? A fake space. Ooh, liminal. Our podcast is liminal. I think our podcast takes place in a liminal space because all we do is talk about them on this motherfucking plane and you know what the ultimate liminal space is planes you go in a giant metal tube in one place and you come out somewhere else have you Bonkers. seen that, have you seen that thing that's like what happens if like a fly or an ant gets on an airplane and it gets off at the other end and it's like where the fuck am i <laughs> yeah what happened? can you imagine how bonkers that would be for a fly imagine you live for seven minutes and four of it you spent in this big metal tube and then you're somewhere else like that's wild oh my gosh criminal Planes, minds trains automobiles criminal minds psychodramas a lot of automobiles and like motorcycles this episode Kind of a buck wild episode for transportation in Criminal Minds. It's a really transportation focused episode, ain't it? <laughs> it is! I feel like they're always a little bit transportation focused when they're in LA because every LA episode they complain about LA traffic, which is really just the writers complaining about LA traffic every single time they're in LA. And oh it really God. does make me laugh every time. <laughs> I'm really like, this is a very specific uh, petty thing that you guys complain yeah. about every goddamn time. It's like this you live in LA, show. so you always have to complain about traffic in LA. Exactly. I get it. It sucks. But also, yeah. why are you using Criminal Minds, the hit CBS drama, to complain about it? Why are you using Shamar Moore's driving to like. It was so funny to me. They're like, <laughs> when they were like, we have to get there now. And then it cut to like traffic. I was and like, hard cut to like um, people honking for no fucking reason. People yeah. don't honk that often. And then they say like, they make a point of being like, he's on a motorcycle. We're in cars. We're never going to catch him. But they like almost catch him. Surprise. They come pretty close. <laughs> like They do a pretty good job actually. Yeah. Did you notice that they didn't have one of the BAU members driving any of the cars? It was always yeah, one of the LA officers the driving the car. Yeah. I think that's just a fun we needed to pay the stuntmen to drive these cars instead of having Shamar Moore or Thomas Gibson do it. <laughs> They're not allowed to drive these cars on the sidewalk. Exactly. I literally think that's what it was. Yeah. Which I think is very funny. Yeah. That's very funny. I didn't even notice that. 
But you're so Sometimes going to film school was both a blessing and a curse because sometimes I'll look at a extra or I'll look at some fucking stuntmen and I'm like, your union rate wasn't high enough for this. And that's what yeah. I feel like these these drivers here. Your union rate wasn't high enough for this, besties. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Anyway, let's talk about the episode, huh? Sure. Wow. Um, There were a lot of cuts to security footage in this episode. They used security footage a lot. They used that same B-roll like three or four times. And the flashing lights. I really was like, whoa, where was my fucking strobe light warning? (laughs) They never do a strobe light warning on this show, but they need one pretty often, actually. Speaking of warnings, I guess. Um, yes, give me the warnings for this. Content app. warnings are what? lots of blood, incest, mm-hmm. drug mm-hmm. use. Um, what else? Sexual assault. Sexual assault for sure. Those are, um, I think, the big ones. Yeah, nudity. Talk of rape. Yeah. Oh, you said sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's yeah, it. Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. I feel like we should probably get in the habit of saying those a little bit more frequently than we yeah. do. Because, like, I know this is a Criminal Minds podcast and we talk about murder and serial crimes in a sort of, like, cavalier way. But because we're trying to, like, make light of it and have a funny joke joke podcast. But, like, <laughs> Criminal Minds does not deal with, like, funny joke joke matter. No. <laughs> at all. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll be better, better about, about that. that. Season two, we're going to improve the podcast. Guys, <laughs> we're going to be so good at it. Only way to go is up. We're going to get a good grade in podcasting, something that is totally normal and reasonable <laughs> to achieve. <laughs> I had to explain that meme to Sharon after you kept saying, I'm getting a good grade and getting Sharon to like me. <laughs> and she was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I think it is it. so funny it's my favorite meme because it really is just me wanting to be liked by everybody so goddamn bad <laughs> that is so funny and it's so true um, i need everybody to like me so much you have no idea <laughs> so much all the time no my favorite is still am i the drama i'm not the drama am i am i the drama <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're ping-ponging is what makes that goof yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, anyway. No. Maybe I am the drama. <laughs> okay. Criminal Minds is the drama. The crime drama. The psycho drama, if you will. Wow. Thanks. Wait, um, way to bring it around. <laughs> just pulling it back. Um, okay, so we start off with like a bloody cop handcuffed to like a table. And then there's security footage of before he got handcuffed where the guy walked into the bank and like made him put the gun down and handcuffed him. And you see his, like, jeans walking around. Um, more security footage. The man is shooting at the roof, the bank ceiling. And then it cuts to, like, present where there's a bunch of undressed people sitting in a circle crying. And he's, like, dragging people around. And he puts, like, a gun to a man's head. And then there's, like, an old lady crying. And you're like, whoa, something's up. <laughs> cool. Whoa, something's up is the understatement of the <laughs> century for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just glazed over years of this man's criminal psyche developing. And you're like, that's a lot, dude. It's a lot happening. Wow. Okay. Imagine if you went to your therapist and you talked, you talked about all your problems and you described them. And then you found out that your therapist just wrote down on your diagnosis form, just like, there's just a lot going on there. There's just a lot. <laughs> no, I mean, they're not wrong. Um, that's funny. That's very, very funny. JJ says that for the past two months, the LA field office has been tracking these four bank robberies in the LA metro area. That's one individual with a black ski mask. He's highly skilled. He's got a big fucking gun. Like a Mac 10. They keep saying Mac 10. Like that's supposed to mean something to me. Um, It literally means nothing to me. (laughs) I'm like, okay, it's a big gun. Cool. It's a gun. We Um, get it. It's an automatic. Woohoo. Like several people. Like Derek is like, he has a Mac 10. And then later the guy is like, this is a Mac 10. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. The writers really learned the name of this gun and we're like, this one. This is it, besties. This is the gun. You will know the name of this. (laughs) Um, Okay. He has a unique MO for a bank robber. He takes his clothes, he takes everyone's clothes, locks them in a vault. And then he takes the cash. But they're like, why? Why take the clothes? Because no one's going to run after him naked. It makes them feel exposed. It makes them feel vulnerable. They're more likely to cooperate, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then Elle's like, why is this our case? And I was like, I like oh. that Elle gets this line this time. Yeah. Elle like, oh, Elle and Derek been hanging out. Thomas. Look at her go. Where'd you go? <laughs> uh, and then we find out that on the last case, the fourth robbery, he beat a security guard nearly senseless, and then he made victims simulate sex. Um, and so it's like from a practical MO to a psychic, a psychological signature, um, where like by making them take their clothes off for practical reasons, it like triggered his psychosis. Uh, and he doesn't yeah. even realize that, like, he's not actually a bank robber. He's a sex offender. Yeah. I think it's interesting that they are really trying to, like, sort of set up this dichotomy early on. And they hit on it a few more times later in the episode of, like, yeah, bank robbery and sex crimes are two very different types of crimes, I guess. Mm-hmm. I liked how they, I I did, I, I do want to say, I like how they set this up and they're like, this guy is a bank robber with a practical MO that did something to him. That like triggered mm-hmm. something within himself that was like, oh yeah, I could do X, Y, and Z as well. You know? I, I like think- that it started off as like a practical thing. Like nobody's going to try and start shit if they're naked, which is right. so true. So true. So true. If yes. I am naked, I am at my most vulnerable. <laughs> you yeah. will not catch me naked like that. Fuck <laughs> that. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, though, because we've seen it, like, in the past, right, where they, like, they try to identify the young sub as, like, what are they? An assassin, a sadist, or this, or that. And uh-huh. then in on, in that, they try and break them down into, like, more, you know, categories. Are they a vigilante? Are they uh this you know that kind of thing and i think it's interesting for me this was the first time i really like felt that on a practical level where like yeah if he's a bank robber 
that's one thing. But if he's a sex offender, that's another thing. And I guess we saw it with um, Won't Be Fooled Again, where like Gideon's like, oh, you know, a, a bomber will never like give up. He'll, you know, they're cowards, right? And then mm-hmm. it's like the guy is an Obama. He's a forger. Yeah. And that means he's going to react differently. So like, we did see that then, but this was the first time I think they had that realization at the beginning. So we got to see how it like affected actually how affected. they viewed things. Yeah. Like it affected their profile to know, like it wasn't a last minute realization that like, they really were like, we need two profiles for this guy. Yeah. You know, we need to see what overlaps. Yeah. Yeah. I also like it felt like this time they weren't trying to go as specific as they have been previously. Mm-hmm. You know? They're not trying to break him down into like assassin and then break that down even smaller into like is he a vigilante? Is he yeah. a you know, is he like a whatever else? You know, it felt like this was like mm-hmm. this was you're right in that it felt far more practical. Like yeah. Bank robbing is a skill that you have to learn. Nobody yeah. is just naturally good at that. And that mm-hmm. does like inform later on. They're like, okay, well, he did time in prison. If he knows how to bank rob that well, yeah. he probably learned from some pretty fucking good bank robbers, you know? Yeah. And I also think that like once they realize like he's not really a bank robber, he's like a sexual offender, like a sexual sadist, then like he's not going to keep robbing banks, you know? Yeah. Like we're mm-hmm. going to have, we're going to, you know, it's going to start becoming more, like, convenient than that. And I thought that was really interesting that, like, you're right. If he was a bank robber, you could just, like, stick out some banks, you know? Yeah. But, like, now it's much more um, in the wind. He's on a spree. Okay. Yeah. This was this also is... the first time I feel like they used spree correctly and good. Yes. But we can and talk well. about that later. Correctly and well. Yeah. I don't talk. <laughs> good i'm not listen here's the thing you spent the last like three days torturing me about the way i say minnesota so (laughs) i think you by now have realized that minnesota i'm not good (laughs) at speaking yeah anyway uh okay um (laughs) we go to see the robber in his well it's a we learned later it's a motel room but apartment where he's living and some like, sort of house, yeah. Yeah, some sort of home. He's wrapping, like, the strap of the gun around his wrist, which I thought was interesting, so no one can, like, grab it from him. I was like, ooh, spicy. And then um, they proceed to show that same piece of B-roll, like, three more times. Every time. But, like, Every time they, they <laughs> cut to this guy, it is it is at that specific B-roll moment. Yeah, interesting. Uh Okay. So they're like, cool, he's a violent sex offender in denial, which means he'll have ex- escalating crimes. He's a serial killer in the making. Great. So then we go to Hotch's office. Hotch is like getting ready to leave and Haley comes in and Hotch is like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? And she's like, I just got back from the hospital with Jack. And he's like, oh, shit. Uh, had that go? And she's like, he's got to... She says he's got a condition, but it's treatable. Everything's fine. Like the writers needed something for him to feel really bad about. Yeah. And they did not not want to do any research. Yeah. And they didn't want it to be anything that would have like lasting consequences. I love how they were just like, 
Yeah, just like write that in just so like we have a placeholder. I guarantee you in the script, it was like with square brackets around it. He has condition. condition. It is treatable. They were like, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out later. And then later came and they were like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> um, and Jack kept wondering, like they put the. Um... <sighs> like electrodes things on him. EKG stickers the little on EKG him. leads, yeah. Yeah. And um, he kept being like, why, why isn't my dad here? Why isn't dad here? Which, like, and- fair question for the small child to ask while he's undergoing scary tests. Yeah, for, like, the one-year-old, probably. Um, and Hotch had promised to be there. Cool. Um, Maybe Haley- I'm just built different, but if I have a hot wife, I'm not, like flaking out on things i promised to her you know maybe i'm just built different (laughs) i don't even think it's about the hot wife like (laughs) you're a dad your child's in the hospital for a condition for an unknown condition (laughs) (laughs) but like for real like go yeah uh like how do you not put this in your phone what's like what does your calendar look like why was he even at work because it was like morning like why didn't he just like come in after the doctor's exactly Hodge. There are ways. Hotch, come on, Hotch. Hotch. Um, Hotch did not make an effort with this one. Oh, not even a little. Not even a little bit. No, he will never make an effort again. All right. <laughs> Which is so sad. Yeah. Hotch is basically like one day, like you're gonna, like, like six years from now, like you're gonna be sitting somewhere and realize that like your son is a stranger. Which and is a very like, hardcore line from Haley, actually. I was like, get him. Yeah, I mean, literally, like, get his ass, girl. One Justified. Of the, one of the first episodes of the show is literally Gideon, like, putting call my son on his bucket list. Because he hasn't <laughs> spoken to him in, like, yeah. 25 years. Yeah. You know? So, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I really wish that had been, like, a thing. Like a wake-up call. But we've bro. already said that Gideon, like, doesn't give a shit. Like, when it's yeah. his birthday, he's like, call your wife from the car. <laughs> literally um and hotch is like i'll stay it's fine they'll be fine without me and Haley's like no they won't just like go i wrote in all caps amazing wife great wife i feel like maybe you you could have been a little bit greedy this time Haley. Haley, you should have you sh- he offered I, to stay you should have just been like okay but like you know that if he stayed and we see this all the time that he would have been thinking about work the whole time yeah, or on the true. phone the whole time you know and just, she would have just had to tell him to go later he left his own birthday party like true 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 you true. know yeah maybe Hodge is just not a good husband <laughs> nah brah <laughs> he's a bad husband and a bad dad okay yeah they're on the plane they, they call- say wheels up yet no or am I still leaving that empty on the spreadsheet? That's so empty. sad. They do say it very soon, though. Okay. Like, very soon. Like, in the next four episodes, they say it. Good. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Then this... Um, <laughs> I d- you do need to remind me so I can buy champagne before that episode, okay? It's actually... I can tell you which, exactly what it is. It's North Mammon. Okay. Which is eight, I think. In, no, it's seven. Seven, yeah. That's close. Um, close. Anyway, they name him the Stripping Bandit. And Ellis like, that sounds like he's a bandit who strips. <laughs> and they're like, well, what'd you, what would you call him? And JJ just goes, pervert. <laughs> I like how they 
all take turns dunking on this dude. They do the classic TV thing where Derek goes, ass, and Hotch is like, all right. And they like cut him off so he can't like actually say a curse word. Yeah. Like, okay, we need to, re- the the sex and violence is totally chill. But if we say asshole, we are going to get censored by big TV. By big TV, by big media. Yeah. JJ says pervert, Elsa scumbag, Derek says asshole. Great. Um, <laughs> That's such to- like a sibling moment too. The I way know, that they're all like, everybody take your turn. We all get one. <laughs> like- Instead of naming the four types of assassins, it's like four <laughs> ways to call this dude a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so they're talking about how like, what's the difference between like a bank robber and a sex offender? And they're like, why is he targeting banks? It's not about the money anymore, right? It's about the gratification of seeing the people naked and making them do stuff. And then it's like, why did he pick those specific people? Um, And then pairing them, he's making them act out of fantasy. So why does he have this particular fantasy? Yeah, so we should mention the people who he chose, what they originally think it's a, like a 60-year-old woman and a 30-year-old dude, and then the... And then Bank it's manager and his wife is what they originally think that it is. No, so originally it was a six-year-old guy and a thirty-year-old guy, and then it's the husband and the wife. Yeah, the bank manager. No, it's a guy. it's a woman and a man, isn't it? For the first one. No. Yeah, it's like is a it? really old lady. Oh, yeah, you're it's a right. Really old fucking lady, dude. Sorry, for some reason I thought it was two guys, and that was part of the like. Nah. Humiliation. It's a really old lady. Oh. I remember it because Derek makes a really Just big deal. Like really True. Derek makes a really big deal later when he's talking to the other dude. He was like, how are people going to react when you want to fuck old ladies? And I'm like, damn. Jesus, Derek. Fucking let the gilfs live. Damn. Not the gilfs. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Not the gilfs. I'm sorry. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Elle is like, hey, there's not a lot of footage from the last robbery. And Elle, and JJ goes, oh, yeah, there was like some problem with the footage. Cool. That will come back later. Reed is going to do the geographical profile. Elle is going to talk about sexual victimology with Hodge. And Derek and Gideon are going to the crime scene. Great. Derek and Gideon are like a weirdly like they're such a weird like an odd couple that work kind of well together. They like now they've started to work well together now. Yeah, they're both like the ones who like walk through the crime scene, you know, and like role play. I don't. Yeah, it's so weird. Derek and Gideon love to role play. (sighs) Yep. All right. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) The criminal enters the bank at 2 p.m. And then a few minutes after he leaves, they see a guy with a motorcycle and a backpack. Uh, And Derek's like, oh, I mean, I guess we're like really close to that freeway. And then the guy's like, we're in half a mile of three freeways. And Derek's just like, damn. Okay. Uh, And then they talk about, like, where would he have parked? Like, would he have hid the bike? No, he would have made it really easy to get away. It was probably parked legally, so there was no trouble, um, and probably close by, like, across the street. And then they go inside the bank. Um, 
Read it, I Jake. like how everything they mention here. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I like how everything they mention here, like, comes back later, you know? Yes. Like, the parking thing comes back. The where he's placed in the bank comes back. Like, mm-hmm. everything they talk. This feels like they did not do the. They, like, they followed through, you know? Yes. There was a lot of follow through this episode in a lot of ways. Which is really good. Yes. And I really, I think that's why this episode, like, even though I don't think it's, like, one of my favorite episodes, it's still what I consider, like, a good episode because mm-hmm. it had follow-through, at least. Did you I know? remember this episode existed? No. Did I enjoy rewatching it? Sure. Yeah. It was a good app. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a solid app. Nice. Um, Reed is explaining the geographic profile to JJ. Um, and he's basically, like, you know, kid... Or, People do crime like far enough away that they feel safe, but it's still going to be like in a radius around where they live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like by pinpointing all of the crime spots, they can figure out where he probably lives inside of that circle. And this is something that Reed is going to do pretty much every episode from yeah. now on for fucking ever. Forever. There's <laughs> like one time where Emily is like, oh, coloring. <laughs> and he's like, I'm making a geographic profile. She's like, cool. Coloring. Have fun with your markers. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reed does this from now until kingdom fucking come. <laughs> like, is this is like thing. This is his There's a thing. moment later. I didn't like write it down because it went by really fast. But Reed is basically like, hey, that's right by this freeway. And JJ looks at him like, bruh. And he's like, I've been looking at a lot of LA maps. <laughs> And it was just like a moment where I was like, of course he knows that. Like, of course he knows that. Of course <laughs> like, he why knows is that point a- six miles from the last convenience store or whatever. Yeah. Like- it's so funny. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Um, yes. So he's doing the geographical profile. He's explaining it to JJ. And... He um, basically narrows it down to a couple hundred people. And she's like, cool. <laughs> she's like, great. Very helpful. Cool. Elle walks into a room with a cop and he's like giving her the victim statements. And he's like, I hope you didn't want to see LA. And she goes, I've seen this Hollywood sign. I saw the Getty exhibit. I don't care about John Wayne's footprint. And the cop goes, let me guess. You're from New York. <laughs> She's just, how can you tell? I was literally like, what? Like This was such a weird little conversation they had. I was like, not everyone gives a shit about LA. Also, she's literally here for work. She's here to stop a bank robber. Like my guy? Like, it was, like, a fun little joke. Like, I like where he was, like, ha, 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 hope you weren't here to see things. And she was, like, well, I've seen the two big things. But for him, but the, but just the, like, oh, you're from New York. It, I was, like, sure, dude. I it mean, was yeah, such a but weird, like, like, we love LA moment. Like, what was going on this episode? Only New Yorkers what? don't want to see the sights. What LA native wrote this episode? Because <laughs> they the are trying to push an agenda here, and I'm not sure I like it. This is LA Ganda. <laughs> um. Okay. Hotch comes in and goes like, "I need to set up a tech bay to talk to our analyst." 
Um, and the guy's like, oh, we got another setup just like this. Come on. And they go to another place. Derek and Gideon are in the bank walking around and basically are like, okay, he shoots at the ceiling to get the attention. And like from where he was standing, he could see the entire place. He yeah. could see like the guard. He could see the back. He could see the tellers. He could see everything from where he was standing. So they kind of implied that he had like scouted it first or like had some previous knowledge of the bank. Yeah, so, so they're starting to yeah. get the idea that he's actually a pretty good bank robber. Right. Uh, and they're like, he was standing next to the guard. He disarmed him. He handcuffed him. The guard wasn't a threat. So like, why did he beat him up? And they are like trying to figure out the differences. And they realize that security at the other banks were wearing suits. And this man was in a cop outfit. So that probably triggered him. To hit him and that's when they were like well he probably went to prison if he hates cops you know <laughs> which, which sure i mean like yeah everybody hates cops but yeah sure definitely <laughs> everyone hates cops so like okay i can imagine um, how people who go to prison hate cops more sure. i get that yeah uh and then Gar- tech uh oh my god Hotch calls Garcia and is like, hey, have you heard of like digital perspective software or something? And Garcia's like, digital perspective analysis rendering? Not only do I know it, I helped develop it. And he's like, cool. Um, I need the guys like his height, his weight, his inseam. I want it all. Give me all of it. And she says, if he opens his mouth, I'll get you the length of his teeth. Which is like, is that something people say? She no. said that and I literally was like, oh my God. That's absolute, <laughs> That's not a normal thing people say. That's just a Garcia-ism. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. Um, it's very funny. And then, let's see. Hodge has this line of like, just get me the height and don't call me honey. He goes, just keep it clean and don't call me honey. <laughs> so funny okay uh yeah okay so Elle's looking at the statements and she shows like the bank manager and it turns out his wife it was his son's 16th birthday so the wife the son and the daughter came to the bank manager's work to like pick him up also we see that son later oh my god that's a jack 16 year old <laughs> it's absolutely just oh a full ass adult it was like jesus christ <laughs> Really did not even try with that casting. I was like, I was like, like, I'll give you 19, (laughs) but just a six, like that dude. Yeah, like I'll give you 18, 19 for that guy. He has a young face, but he is jacked to shit. He was as tall as Hotch and Gideon, like fully six foot. (laughs) I I was just like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So. Uh, Derek and Gideon get that information. The robber knew the kids were there. And this is where they say, okay, so like the first couple that simulated sex, it was the woman in her 60s, guy in her his 70s. Sorry. Woman guy in his in, 30s. Uh, I'm trying best. It's been a day and a half. All right. Um, a woman in her 60s and a man in his 30s. And then it was a husband and a wife in front of the kids. And they guessed that it was like, that was probably the most inappropriate thing he could think of. And they did it in like a super exposed space. Like if it were just for him, he could have taken them to the back. But like them being on a, you know, stage 
was part of it. It was about yeah. the public humiliation. Yes. Yeah. And they guessed that like this is when his robbing goes from being about money to being about getting off on the activity of humiliating these people. Um, and this is where we find out that most of the video surveillance has been erased. Um, and the manager said that he was just like so flustered that he accidentally erased He was erased so nervous. It. Yeah, that he accidentally like erased some of the footage. So they guess that he was either like coerced into helping or he was like actually in on it the whole time. Um, Garcia calls and says like, um, there were height issues where the first, second and third robbery, the person was 6'1", but in the fourth robbery, he's 5'10". And so they're like, oh, is it a different unsub? Like maybe he got help, you know, and they start like listing all these things like, well, you know, he could have had help. You know, the tapes got erased. There was somebody who knew the inside. We need to go talk to the manager. So they talk to the manager and he gives them the same like, I panicked, oops. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. Yeah. Um, This dude, by the way, this guy's hair is like gelled to hell and back. (laughs) (laughs) He's a bank manager. I know, but just the very deliberate, like the like swoosh on the side of his head, like really like it got to me. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with your hair, bro? He's a cog. It Um, just, it just, I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It was just weird enough that I was like, oh, that's a wig. But it wasn't. It was just his hair. It was so weird. They just Sorry. did that to that man. Yeah. They, they did just that did to that to that guy. They said, no, nah, you're going to look like a fucking bank manager. Yeah. Um, so funny. Yes. You're going to look like the world's sleaziest bank manager. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Congrats, bro. We're going to make you a red herring by giving you terrible hair. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Um, okay, so he gives them the same story. I was flustered, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Gideon is like, it took you nine minutes to call 911 after the robber left. And he's like, well, I had to get the tapes. And they're like, you got the tapes before you called 911. And basically it like comes out that like, he's like the family already went through the embarrassment he can't like also put them through those tapes being shown and he blames being raised baptist that they don't talk about sex so like it was the ultimate shame to see the kids for the kids to see their parents have sex you know Um, but also like the family's not gonna see the tapes again they're not gonna watch they could like other people are gonna see it yeah i know i know but i'm still like bestie yeah it's not, they were just like, no, that other people have also seen it, you know? Um, and that's when they say the robberies are now about shame and humiliation. Cool. Yeah. Garcia's in her office, like, freaking out over her software, like, whether it's wrong or not, because the dude was, like, two different heights. And then she sits down and she's like, oh, my God, my shoes are beautiful, but they're so painful. And then she looks at them and she's like, bruh, heels. <laughs> she heels. has the ultimate bruh moment. She's like, yeah. bruh. bruh. He's wearing fucking heels. So he calls them and he's like, their lifts in the shoes. The unsub was trying to trick the cops. And they were like, how do you, how do you get taller without like something or some weird Chinese surgery? Sometimes Mm -hmm. they just say things and you're like, huh, 
2006. Yeah. Very casual racism. Cash, 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 cash. Super cash. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then the question comes up, well, why wasn't he weighing them this time? The unsubs were trying to trick the cops. Oh, wait. I read my notes wrong. The unsub is trying to, like, trick the yeah. cops, but I think they but also were like, maybe he just is off his shit yeah. now. He's slipping up, which makes him more dangerous. Yeah. We see the same flashing footage, and we get an image of the L.A. Federal Bank. Yikes. 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 We hate banks. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, this logic really made me feel like I was missing something, this profile. Based okay. on the fact that prisons stunt emotional growth uh-huh. and grows professional skills... The guy was probably arrested between 18 to 22 and Poppy spent five to 10 years inside. Yeah. I, 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 I just like, do we know he has like, uh, I'm just confused about the like correlation there. Like I understand, yeah, stunted emotional growth and increased skills. I think- but- why does this guy have to be between 23 and 35 now? Well, I think because they were just like, well, low end, he was arrested at 18 and spent five years inside and that would make him 23. High end, he was arrested. Right. No, yeah, but I like- think it's more based off of the fact that they just, at this point in time, they thought that he was just choosing the most like off-putting couples to act out the sex thing. And I think they were kind of basing that of like, okay, that's some stunted emotional growth, which means that's something that like you would see in people who are like 18 to 20, like low 20s. Like that's where you would like see that. So he probably hasn't grown much past that. So they're like, yeah, he probably got stunted emotional growth from being in jail. That's sort of how I took it. People who are 18 to 23 would see like embarrassing sex as like the ultimate humiliation. I think, yes, but I also think they based it off of, remember Elle had said that thing of, like, these are just, like, the most off-putting couples he could find or whatever. And I think that's that's kind of what they were going off of, I guess. Like, the fact that they were older. Yeah, the fact that it was a really old woman and a young man and then married couple in front of their kids, I guess. Again, why are they... I don't know that that just like I just didn't understand like that jump jump like the specific ages I didn't understand like I could understand like so by that logic you know he's good at banks and he's doing something immature like using sex as like an embarrassment tactic we can guess that he was in prison or like he's young I don't know it just was I I I I had a hard time I think they word it weird, but I think it's like a good point, and I think it's the same thing yes. that like you just said. I think if they just yeah. worded it weird, yeah, I think they just worded it weird because I was kind of like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, sure, I guess, sure. Um, cool. whatever. And then they said that like making people strip made him snap, and he um, chooses to attack people earlier in the day now because there'll be more people at the bank so he cares less about like not being seen and more about humiliating the most people possible and then they said he's like definitely on drugs and i was like okay (laughs) um 
And then... It's because he forgot his shoes. You know how you never forget your shoes unless you're on drugs? I just feel like it should have been one or the other. Like, is he emotionally stunted or is he, like, drugged out of his mind? Like, it just felt like they threw everything at this poor guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, poor dude, like, fuck. I think they really don't mention the emotionally stunted thing again until way later. So yeah. I think they were like... Anyway, that's a mouse tool that we're going to come back for later. He's on drugs. <laughs> yeah. um, also, okay, please. We Remember how we had a long talk during Fisher King where Gideon is like someone cannot be organized and also disorganized at the same time? Yeah. Gideon says this man has a fractured psyche. Uh-huh. He's an organized robber, but a disorganized sexual sadist acting out of rage and the two halves are bleeding together and that's gonna make him lose control and i just was like this is episode four in episode one you just said someone could not be organized and delusional at the same time and here we are three episodes later with an organized delusional killer please can you what consistency an ounce of consistency. Jesus Christ. Like, emotionally, I am little Oliver Twist asking, please, sir, may I have some consistency? Like, please, sir. Please, can sir. Can you fact check your work more? <laughs> please, sir. Can you read through the whole season at once, sir? Sir, please. Jesus. Uh, anyway, his, his two psyches are bleeding together because that's the thing now. Because that's um, a thing that we just say casually. <laughs> like, it's not a fucking weird thing to say. Yes. His Let, psyches I, are bleeding together. No, he's just a person. And sometimes people have two, like, opposite personality I mean, traits. Like, I, I think it would have been interesting if it had been, like, he was rational, learned how to rob banks, was very skilled. And then when he snapped, it became, like, muscle memory he yeah kept robbing banks because that's the thing he knew how to do it was familiar it was easy to him but he was now doing later. it yeah like a thing where like you know mm-hmm. they show in other episodes where people are like having a full like break but they're still like going to their office to their job like i could see it like, if they had done it yeah. like that of like he's in a break he's going crazy but the only thing he knows how to do is rob banks. He's going back to so what he's he going to rob banks. Yeah, so like that. Banks. I would but have understood. But then he stops robbing banks, and you're like, "Wait, no, now what's going on I here?" Know, I know. Okay, <laughs> he goes to a bank. Um, he the security guard has a gun on him, and he's like, "I got a Mac Ten. You got to come in one <laughs> shot, but I'll still go down shooting." Cool. Uh, and then Great. you see a guy in the back. He like shakes his flip phone at the camera. He like shows the guard that he's like got a phone. phone. He's like, oh, I got a phone. (laughs) Oh, look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the guard puts down the gun and then it cuts to like naked people. And there's one guy who's dressed who won't undress. And the guy feel like that one scene from the Avengers where Loki is having everybody like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. it felt very much like I will not kneel. I will not undress. Yeah, I, like, I thought it was going to end a up weird, like line in the sand for this guy to draw. Right, but I, I get I, it. I thought they were going to make it like you know a religious thing because in like Muslim culture, it's like 
the one of the worst things you can do is you know have somebody who isn't your wife see the area between your belly button and your knees yeah so i thought it was going to end up being like i'm not going to do that you know i'd rather die than break this but no it was just some guy no, it's just a guy who didn't uh, want to get naked yeah so you hear like the gunshots but he's just shooting the floor and then he beats the guy up and i was like did he beat this dude to death um the answer yes. is yes yes we find out later so the bau gets made aware of what's happening um you hear them calling for like la air support which i was like oh that comes to nothing yeah they um, literally there's not even like helicopter sounds or anything yeah uh, and then there's like, some really cool rock and roll music while we see the fucking traffic. It was like, I said it was like Final Fantasy. Like when you get into an encounter in Final Fantasy, it's like that rock music. I was like, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> bops. Nothing bops, but bops. bops. Yeah. And then um, Hotch is like, how far are we? And the guy says, without traffic, 10 minutes. And Hotch is like, okay, let's skip traffic. And turns the sirens on, which like. Why didn't you have that on before? There, there's a bank robbery in progress like turn your fucking <laughs> sirens on like what are you talking also, about also i find it very strange that like cars aren't moving over to clear a path for them i get that some streets are like really cramped but also yeah and then they get on the actual sidewalk then they just like, go Whoa. in the sidewalk yeah um and then the guy realizes there's a person in the back he finds the phone the BAU is racing to get there. He walks outside and there's like a traffic cop or like a, I don't want to say meter maid because I feel like that's wrong. Somebody who's like writing tickets for parked vehicles. Yeah. The guy just decks her. She's like, is off. this your bike? And then just gets decked. She, she is out. And then later when One you see her, it's just like blood everywhere. I was like, yeah. oh my God. This poor lady. She didn't even Why did like. Why make this? so gnarly for her yeah um okay so then they're like it's gonna be hard to get a bike with a car in la they see he passes gideon and l's car there's like a chase scene with the rock music and they like block him into an alley but he manages to speed off and then he goes onto the road where the cars can't go um he goes on to like the one of the like culverts like one of the like rivers basically yeah i don't know like what you call those but they're in like every la movie ever yeah you all know what i'm talking about right with the like concrete sides it's where they have water flowing through but like it's not very deep so you can drive a car racing scene in greece yeah i always i don't know is that a culvert i don't know what a culvert is it is it's like a drainage ditch but big no it is oh my god what is it called just search like la greece movie racing location well, unfortunately i searched la rivers and there's unfortunately an actor called la rivers <laughs> her name's just la river it's like river. cool name but like girl yeah so this is the just Los like the la angeles river. river between first and seventh street bridges that's yeah. what that is thunder so road yeah downtown the los angeles river basin there it is. Hey, That's we got it. it. Yeah. Cool, we did it. And then he does a wheelie as a fuck you to the cops on the other side. <laughs> he 
starts to wheelie as he escapes, and I'm like, that cannot be helping you go faster, but it is so funny, I just want to believe it. It's so funny. It's so good! So funny. Also, why are there no cops on bikes? Why are there like, no cops on bikes? There gotta be motorcycle cops in LA. What? Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, we LA, all know the, the LAPD isn't, you know. In California, a state that is notorious for the fact that bikes can white line it. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? In the fact that they don't have whatever, fine, fuck it. <laughs> so they fuck go you, back criminal to the lines. <laughs> they go At back least to that the guy bank. got to do a wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, the guy made a lot of mistakes. Okay, I made a note here because I was dying. The camera sound in the background. It's the same camera sound as from fucking Pokemon Snap. <laughs> and I was listening to it and I was like, I was like, what is that? What is that? And then I realized it is. It's like the ching ching with the shutter. Literally. Put what put it in here, B. Okay. There it is. Okay. Note for future me, go back and find the fucking Pokemon Snap sound. That was the fucking sound. You'll listen to it and you're gonna be like, damn, it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The guy was beat to death. He's on a spree. The killer. Um, and they're like, he made a ton of mistakes. Like, he didn't search in the back first. He left his bike right in front. JJ's making a suspect list. Cool. And then Gideon says, you know, the next time he's not going to go to another bank because he's getting too violent. Like, he's, it's going to be for convenience. It's going to be something easier than a bank. Cool. Yeah. Hot is sitting in his car watching a video of Jack taking his first steps on his Blackberry. And he was out of town and the video's from like five months ago. And he's like super guilty about it. And Derek is like, just take a new video when you go home. And like walks away. (laughs) I love Derek's lack of like, yeah, sympathy here he doesn't give two shit take a new video take a picture of the kid fuck bro he's like spend some time with your fucking son dude jesus um yeah exactly yeah okay l jj and reed are going over the list that jj made and she describes the parameters age robbery charges time in prison and a geographic profile and it's 360 names but only a few of them are sexual offenders because there's not usually a lot of crossover between sex offenders and bank robbers. Cool. Yeah, and they kind of talk about why that... Do they don't actually, like, talk about why that is? Well, they do a little bit. They said that, um... Uh, Gun nuts aren't usually sex offenders, is kind of what they said. <laughs> well, yeah, but also that, like, sex offenders are enacting their own fantasies, Whereas bank robbers get off on, like, controlling the people in the environment. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's kind of the thing. Sex offenders tend to be hands-on or want to be hands-on. Mm-hmm. And then bank robbers are more distant. So JJ's like, what about this pimp? Roland Lynch. He's 33. He's a sociopath. He's sociopathic and he's sadist. Um, and he has a history of robbing convenience stores. So Reed says that pimps... Like, it could make sense because pimps violate by proxy um, and bank people tend to work alone or in pairs. So, like, actually, there's not a lot of overlap, he says. Um, 
But they're still like, fuck this guy. So we'll go yeah. talk to him. There's still like enough of an overlap. Derek and Gideon go to talk to the parole officer. The parole officer's like, I haven't talked to him in a month. He's on drugs. I'd say 10 rocks a day. That's a lot of coke, dude, right? <laughs> That's like a lot of cocaine. Rocks of coke, right? Yes. Yeah, or meth. Or meth. That's a lot of drugs That's either way. That's a lot of drugs, I'm guessing. That's like Miami in the 60s level of drugs. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, not to like no, it's burst your right. home city's bubble, but like that's just a lot of drugs. No, it's just a lot of drugs. And then, okay, this is like a big trigger warning. They asked like how, like if the guy, you know, was violent. And he says that he used to punish his girls by raping them in front of their little sisters. Yeah. It's like, yikes, Oof. dude. Yeah. I don't like that. Okay. So then they go to a place called JJ's Paradise. And no one mentions it. Nobody mentions it. It's literally big, huge JJ's Paradise. And I was like, not one comment. Not, not one, one comment about JJ's Paradise. Cool. Not one. Not one. Uh, they find him. Derek takes his gun from him, handcuffs him. And they're like, you've been robbing banks. And the dude's like, I don't rob blank banks. And he's like, not wait at all. He's like, whatever. Like, I've been in prison. It's like, not a big deal. And then they're like, how, Derek is like, how are like the people going to feel when they find out that you've been like sexually assaulting old ladies and children? Derek says this like they are equivalent, like sexually assaulting children is number one equivalent to bad, but he just says these two things like they're equivalent and like. Number one, objectively, wanting to fuck old ladies, not as bad as wanting to fuck children. Nope. Old ladies can be into it. Yeah. That's like, there's a whole lot of porn out there probably featuring that, right? Not probably. to like dig into like. <laughs> Don't sexualize old ladies. I won't, but. <laughs> Don't sexualize old ladies, but also, like, it's objectively <laughs> I, I chill saying. if you want to fuck old ladies. It. Like, it's objectively cool. Also, they are like, placing that equivalent like to pedophilia, ladies. and it's like, what? Yeah. Also, like, old women, older women, the elderly women, tend to be victims of crimes. It's like a thing. Yeah. That's, like, a thing. It sucks. Yes. It's bad. I don't agree with it, obviously. But, like, it's a thing. Pedophiles... <laughs> bad all around <laughs> yeah uh anyway it's just weird to me that derek is like what are people gonna think when they hear that you want to fuck old ladies and he says that and i'm supposed yeah. to just be like yeah i guess like it's chill to each their Literally, own whatever hey, hey derek what do you <laughs> like, got against derek? old ladies damn yeah what do you have against the gilfs my man I'm sorry. I no, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. It. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But like, I don't know. Just the way that Derek is in that scene made yeah. me laugh, even though he was. I was just like, "Damn, let the old ladies <laughs> get it if they want it." Damn. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, no one in jail is gonna be like, "What do you in for?" And someone's like, "I fucked an old lady," and they're gonna be like, <laughs> "Murder him." But if someone goes in there and says, "Yeah, I fucked a five-year-old." Murder that guy's him. gonna die. Yeah. yeah, literally. It's just like the way Both he was bad, pointing out those like equivalences. Yeah. I was just like, 
bro yeah. let the old ladies get it if they want to get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Okay, so then we see a robber outside a cafe, and he goes inside. He's just shooting up. Okay, I need, we need a JJ's outfit. Watch. JJ is wearing jeans mm-hmm. and a white button down that is not tucked in. As, and then as a, she does, as she does, and then a thick belt around her waist. And for what? <laughs> what is that belt doing? It's not fashion. I refuse to accept that that was ever fashion. Like it's one thing if it's like a loose dress you put a belt around or like a t-shirt with a belt but this is a fitted untucked button down yeah and she's not wearing a belt on her jeans so it's like she took her belt off her jeans and went I'm gonna put it where it is unhelpful and for what JJ she gets so hot and so milfy and like the best outfits on the planet. But in the early seasons, they did my girl bad. As soon as she stops wearing oversized white <laughs> button ups and jeans, she gets very hot. She like when they gown. simplify her wardrobe and she's just wearing like a long sleeve shirt, you're like, yeah. Yes. As soon as she becomes just like casual business lady, hot as shit. But exactly. I see this. I see this, and I'm like, "So you're 12 years old? Cool. So you're 12 years old and and going to your mom's workplace for the day. So you're trying to like look fancy. stunt on them. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, at least they stopped with those weird curls and the like shimmer blue eyeshadow. The shimmer AJ- blue eyeshadow was fun in an ugly way, though. In an ugly way, it was ugly. It was ugly, but it was also fun. Yeah. I'm I'm very into mess. Sure. Uh, that's why you're friends with me. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Ow, I can say it. You can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so rude. Fuck you. What the fuck? Okay, passive aggression back. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Hold on, we've got to get serious because this next part is really sad. Yes. The guy does shoot a 14-year-old kid. (laughs) And that's, it's very sad. Yeah. Because he was, like, trying to make the kid, Mm -hmm. like, hit his mom. And the kid was like, I'm not going to hit my mom harder than that. So Yeah, he did, but not harder. And then the guy just, like, shot him. Which I thought was kind of weird because every other murder we've seen this guy do was, like, very hands-on. Like, he didn't shoot them. He... Well, he's only killed he one person. Beat that and other it was guy to dude. death. Yeah. Yeah, and then he like, he doesn't like shoot anybody in like the knee or anything. No. He just like, it felt weird to me that he shot this kid rather than so beating intensely. him up. Yeah. Yeah. So intensely. Um, Hotch really struggles with a dead kid. He keeps being like, "No one would do this to a kid. No one would make a kid do this. How could you make a kid do this? Like this whole thing," which is very sad. Um, Which at first like, I thought it was just because he was guilty over his own kid, but then later, it like he's like he has a reason for why he thinks that's weird. Yeah, he says like, "Why kids now? Like, why not the parents?" Like he, like had the parents simulate sex, so, like, why now is he making the kids do things? Like, why would anyone do this to like the kids? Like, why the kids? Why the kids? People who have fa- violent fantasies act out the violent fantasies they don't make other people do it for them to watch that was like the thing 
Yeah, and so Hotch does have like a big brain moment here. Yeah. I like that it it's sort emotional. of like disguised by. Yeah. He was yeah. just like upset about his kid, you know? I like that it's like he can be upset about his family situation, but it leads to work breakthroughs. Like he doesn't yeah. have like a breakdown, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Hotch and Gideon are talking with the manager and his family. The, the guys like won't tell them like anything. Um, and like Hotch realizes that like it's about the children. That's why he's like keeping it a secret. And the wife is like, just tell them what like he did to us. Tell him what you let him do to us. Very accusatory guy, from the wife. Yeah. And the guy was like, he had a gun. He was going to kill me. Uh, and then the wife and the kids leave. And the manager is like, he didn't just humiliate me. He took my family. Like, Yikes. how are we ever going to get our family back? Uh, and Hotch tells Gideon, like, nah, that family's done. <laughs> um, and then the son comes over. and This like, very jacked guy. Jacked. Jacked, dude. Fuck, dude. Uh, he comes over and he asks, like, is it true that the guy would have killed my dad if he hadn't done what he asked? And Gideon's like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Uh... And the kid goes, I was just wondering because, like, the robber said something afterwards. And Gideon's like, what did he say? And he's, the robber said he was sorry. So. Yeah. Yikes. We get the whole group together. Um, and they're like, if he apologizes, he's not sadistic. Because sadists don't apologize. You know, like, for him, this is, like, a life or death compulsion. He's got to do it. And mm -hmm. this is where Reed says... It's a psychodrama. He says the title of the episode in the episode, baby. Baby. They've done yes. that more often than not in season two. Yeah. And I don't know as though that will, con that I think will continue for season two. Definitely. Some of them. Yeah, some of them. Um, And they say it's a form of therapy. The pilot program was in the San Luis Episco County Jail. Basically, it's like you have people act out the trauma of what happened to you and then you use that as a way to like process it um and jj's like the san Luis episcopal county jail is only like a few hours away so they look for people who were in that jail that live in the area and there's four people um but only two of them live in california and only one of them lives in la and his name is caleb shepherd caleb dale shepherd a very like when I heard this guy's name, I was like, you were definitely a character on the Dukes of Hazard. Like that just <laughs> sounds like a name, and you're like, Yeah, you were a good old boy in some TV show. Jesus. I don't know why. That just like I was like, Yeah, that works. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, he lives 1.6 miles from where the last robbery or from like the cafe. And this is where JJ gives Reed that look and Reed's like I've been looking at a lot of maps. <laughs> That's literally all I've been doing this episode. Reed yeah. is not in a bunch of this episode. No. He stays in his little office. He stays with his little maps and just yeah. lives his little life. This is little life. He's just hanging out. Um, so Gideon says, okay, half the group is going to go patrolling and then half the group is going to go to the address. So then we see that guy like sniffing this white powder. I thought it was Coke. Later we find out it is crystal meth. Mm -hmm. um, more flashes, et cetera, et cetera. Great. 
they go to the address. It's his mother's house. And she's like, he doesn't live here anymore. And they're like, where is he? And she's like, he's a grown man. Um, we find out that he spent 12 years in and out of prison. And he like attacked his sister once. And that was his like juvenile offense. Um, and Gideon's like, because the woman says it's not his fault. And Gideon says, is it your fault? Which, Which I, again, I was like, Gideon. Yikes, bro. Damn. Gideon's off his rocker. Um, and basically, we learn the woman's like addicted to painkillers. Mm-hmm. We find out that Shepard's sister committed suicide. Um, and then they find a matchbook that says Dale Daybreak Hotel. So they go to the hotel. Derek and Elle. <laughs> I laughed at this. I laughed out loud at this. Derek and Elle go up. They're both like wearing their sunglasses. Derek puts his badge up to the glass and Al puts the picture of the dude and the woman just like rolls her eyes and gives him the key and I was like which they then don't use I I feel like it is so important to mention this woman goes through the fucking trouble (laughs) of giving them the key and then Derek is like no thanks bestie I'm gonna make some paperwork instead right Al goes here's the key and Derek goes, I got a key. And then just kicks the door in. Bestie, you had the key right there. Literally, the key was right next to you. She held it out in her hand. And she she went, was like, take the key. Nah. 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 nah I'm going to do nah. some paperwork instead, actually. Kicks the door in. Like, bro. Yeah. It's so funny because I think I think it's either season 12 or 13. Um Emily ends up working with someone and they're like going into a motel and the dude like kicks the door down and she's literally like, that's going to be so much paperwork. Why did you do that? We had the key. Literally. I feel like that was like a callback (laughs) to this moment. Why would you? Why? Why? (laughs) The BAU just has like a Derek and Doors budget. They probably do. Like, Hodge absolutely pencils that in. So funny. Like, so funny. Derek, dude. Derek, my dude. Um, okay. So, they go inside. Um, and they have the map and there's like pictures on the bed of the places and there's meth and he's left his bike behind and his mask. So Derek is like, I'll call Hodge. Um, cool. And then uh, Caleb is walking and he sees a children's birthday party and it's like grass and like a fence. So you think it's a park. They're on like a picnic table mm-hmm. and the people driving, which is like Hodge and Gideon and Reed are like, it's going to be a public place with families easily accessible. And reads like, there's a park 0.6 miles from here. Okay, I really need to show my age for a second. Uh-huh. It turns out it's not a park. It's a birthday party in someone's backyard. The song playing is Our Lips Are Sealed. But it's... Yeah, that I recognize that song, right? It's the Ali and AJ cover. Of our lips are sealed. They can not only the original get... Go Go's version. <laughs> the Ali and AJ cover, and I I heard that song and I was like, oh, this is the this is Ali and AJ. And then I was like, oh no, Ali and AJ. By the way, still make some bangers. Actually, 
oh, they make bangers. They're good. I'm not like knocking. They're, like, I love Ali and AJ. Yeah. I'm knocking. Their I'm, latest I'm, album was pretty good. Yeah, no, it's so good. They're so good. Everyone looked them up. No, I am shaming myself for listening to music in the background of a party and being like, oh my God, that's the Ali and AJ cover of <laughs> The Sealed. <laughs> it's the way they go in our defense. Silence. And I was like, no. Okay. <laughs> so the BAU goes to the park. They're in the wrong park. And then Gideon turns around and sees the bouncy castle across the street. Yeah. And just takes off. So Caleb has a knife to this boy's chin and is trying to get him to like shoot his mom. And the mom. Yeah. Oh, the mom is like, it's okay, Caleb. Like, just do it. Like, it's okay. We got to get you safe. Please, like, oh my god. Um, oh, that was a rough one. I'll be I'll that be was real. heartbreaking. The way she was like, just do it, like do what he says. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so sad. A mother's love for her child. <laughs> I know, and a child's love for his mother. Uh, the BAU arrives, and they're saying like, this isn't gonna fix it. Like, this isn't gonna make it better. Um, and ha- and Hotch gets all like emotional. Ach shoots him in the shoulder and like gives him the handcuffs real rough and then like leans down in the guy's face and is like, they're just children for God's sake. Uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the guy's like begging for painkillers and Hotch says no. And the guy's like, this is my mother's fault. Like she did this. And like, I'm just trying to teach the children that like, no one sticks by you. Everyone's terrible. And Hotch is like, do not give this guy any medicine, whatever he wants. And the guy says like, you shot me. Like, He's like, I'm, you're I'm, not a nurse. You're not a yeah, doctor. Yeah, he goes, you're not a doctor. And Hotch goes, you're right. I'm an FBI agent. And he killed a 14-year-old boy today. And the EMT is like, oh, fuck this dude. <laughs> Hate this guy. I, this EMT did not look like he was about to give. Hotch was like, "This guy's on detox, so like, don't yeah. give him anything." This EMT did not look like he was about to, and then <laughs> the fucking, <laughs> and then Hotch is like, "He killed the fourteen-year-old boy today," and this EMT is just like, "Damn, okay, no, fine, extra, not doing it now." <laughs> like, it was just so funny that he like didn't look like he was yeah. about to in the first place, but he's like, "Oh shit, okay, oh, shit. yeah." Then they're on the plane. Reed is asleep under the blue blankets that like live on the plane. Derek is asleep with his like headphones in. Very cute on the couch. And then JJ and Al are asleep in the chairs across the way. And it like really looks like they were all like hanging out, talking quietly, and then like one by was, one just passed one out. One. Yeah. It just it felt very reminiscent of like, you know, when you're on the school bus on the way back home from an event. And yeah, everybody's just yeah. like passed out or listening to their own thing quietly. That's what it felt like. It was very much like school besties on their way back from like the big football game or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's very cute. It was just um, very fun. It's just very fun and very cute. <laughs> um, and I just then. Think they should be besties. They are besties having a sleepover. It's very fun. And then it goes to Gideon and Hotch. They're sitting on the plane, like on opposite sides of the plane, facing each other. And both of them have like their fingers on their temple like this. Like they're both just like leaning like that. Like, oh. 
They're both just very... Yeah. They both just look very, like, grumpy old men in this moment. very much grumpy old men in this moment. Uh, And Hotch, they're basically, Hotch is like, okay. Hotch says, you know, I was showing around all the new trainees and they all want to be in the BAU. And I was telling them like how great it is and how wonderful it is. And they applauded me when the tour was over. He says they don't know what it's really like in this hell. It felt very harsh that he called it a hell, didn't it? I, yes. It and I very was just, harsh and out of character almost. I know. Like for him to call it hell, hell. I was just like, oh my God, Hodge, don't become disillusioned. I mean, like, you know, treat your wife better, but like, also, you're a guy. You know, you're the, you're a guy. You're like our dude. You're our dude. Okay. And he's like, who's to blame? Like, for it being bad, you know? Like, basically saying, like, Every is it case. his mother? Is it the system? Is it us? Like, yeah, what? Yeah, is it just his mental health? Like, what? Like, what is it? And he says it gets worse and worse with each case. Uh, like, it's harder and harder to, like, find the good and all of that. And then Gideon says, save one life, save the world. Which okay. is weird, right? We haven't it heard him be... say anything like that before, have we? No, it just made me think of, remember that show Heroes? Yeah. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. <laughs> What's that one? Oh, fuck. There's one song. What's that one save the world song? We only got uh, four minutes to save the world. No. Rihanna. It's a slower, like, fuck. God damn it. That's really going to bother me now that I don't know what song I'm thinking of. <laughs> it's like one of those like men singing high songs that never sounds good is that the like we could be heroes no just for wonder year maybe it is is it the swedish house mafia song hold no. on no i'm pretty sure mine's enrique Iglesias. it's absolutely swedish house mafia save the world that's the song i thought about <laughs> i don't know that song at all you, if you listen to it, you're like, oh, it's that song. Oh, it's that one. You'll listen to it and you're like, mm, yeah, this is 2011 and a song. <laughs> yep. And then after Gideon says that, Hotch goes, I do know one thing for sure. And Gideon's like, what? And Hotch goes, we do not get paid enough. So true, King. And then they Doing that little rim shot at the end to make it all okay. <laughs> Very little uh, badumps at the end, and then apparently everything's okay. Yeah, it was like really funny. Um, okay, I, that's the episode. You know, it was good. It was fine. It was like, yeah, I think it was a fine episode. Yeah. What do you I'm... scale of one to ten? What do you rank it? I'll give it a six. Yeah, that's what I was also gonna go with. It's also a very six episode. Yeah. It's like a fine episode. It's fine. Oh, it's a I don't fine... think it's good. I don't think it's bad. I think it's just a fine episode. Well, it's a fine little episode, ain't it? Yeah. It's yeah. not one that I'm going to actively seek out to rewatch, but it's not one that I'm going to say no. I'm going to skip if it turns on, you know? 
Yeah. Isn't that terrible. I might skip it. I might skip it, but like <laughs> if I'm just watching it in the background, I'm like, okay. sure. Yeah, it's fine. I wouldn't like purposefully skip it on a rewatch, but if I like was flipping through channels and it was this one, I'd be like, nah, maybe not. We'll see what else is on. Yeah. Yeah. So like a six, I guess. It's like a solid episode. It's Had a episode lot of good follow through. Pixel, yeah. Pixel, stop walking on my fucking keyboard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. We've ranked it. They didn't say wheels up. They did say the name of the episode. Any other final thoughts on this app? Like you know, I said, I think it was probably like a it was like a fine episode. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, this is the third episode in the in a row that I haven't had too much shit to say. Like yeah, bad shit to say. You it's know? nice that we're getting into the part of criminal minds where like it's okay. It's not yeah. great, yeah, but it's pretty good. Like I know that we're gonna have episodes where we go back to our like long talking about storytelling and why we love criminal minds, but we're not like spending a lot of time shit talking the show right now either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're in like an interesting period where it's, yeah, it's kind of new. It's new. It's changing. It's like, sure, season two might not have like the banger banger episodes, but it does have some of those banger episodes. But like, does, at the very least, I think season two's worst episode is going to probably be better than season one's like best episode. You know what I mean? We gave some tens or some nines, didn't we? We gave no nines. Oh, oh not I've a got single nines and one. Tens of this season. <laughs> the highest that we gave in season one was an eight. Oh wow. Okay. Again, let's remember, derailed was our <laughs> best episode from season one. I think. Fuck. Some of the worst episodes from season two kind of compare. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I like this episode. You know, I'm thinking ahead through the season. Like I said, once Emily shows up, I know a lot about this show. Um, there's some good episodes coming up. I mean, we're really close to Elle's arc. Yes. Like, one more episode until Elle's two episodes, I think. Or maybe the next episode. It's soon. Very soon. It's very, very soon. Yes. Yeah. You know. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it's actually, I think it's next episode. Aftermath is 205. Yeah. Yeah. And then Boogeyman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, so it's next fucking episode we get Elle's. I think these three episodes are a solid set of episodes. You know. The next like, three sure... that we're coming into? No, like these or three the ones we just that we watched. just watched. Yeah. P911, The Perfect Storm, and Psychodrama. Yeah, these were like solid episodes. Like, I enjoyed them. Yeah, I think you could really tell that Fisher King Part 2 was like part of season one. Yeah. And it wasn't season two like P911 was, you know? Yeah, it does seem like P911 is a really good season premiere, but it wasn't a season premiere. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like, I feel like we're really, we're in it now. Like, I do think that what Edward Benero said was true, that season one was like, who are these people? And season two is like, okay, now, like, why are they here? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. And, you know, we're starting to see 
in the next few episodes, we'll see a little more JJ, but JJ kind of gets her first real episode with North Mammon. Yeah, and that's coming up soon. That's right after Boogeyman. Yeah, that's right after Elle's episodes, you know? So yeah, I, I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to the next few episodes. I really think we're ramping up. I think these episodes have been a sign of good things to come. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Like, I'm just, I'm looking through the list for yeah. season two, right? And I'm mm-hmm. looking at episodes that are coming up for us. And number one, start. we're going to start 2022 off with a fucking banger of Aftermath. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, Ugh. is this when this podcast gets good? <laughs> <laughs> Did we need a whole year to, like, get good, you know? I mean, Criminal Minds did. I guess, yeah. And yeah. I'm just looking at it though, and I'm like, I'm looking at these episodes, and the yeah. ones that I remember, they're all like really good. Like yeah. even Empty Planet, I enjoyed, mm-hmm. right? Lessons Empty learned. Planet, lessons learned. Profiler, profile. Profile, but also Legacy. sex, birth, death. Like sex no way death. out. Yeah. I'm it's telling a big you, game. Like oh. once, once Emily shows up, they really hit their stride. I think like these three episodes have been really good. Um. Because they haven't been so focused on, like, one character. Like, I feel like in season one, we got a lot of, like, single character. Sorry, I'm so far from the mic. Um, Thank you. I think in season one, we get some, like, single character episodes. But after this, when we get that, it's to grow that character. It's not just like, and this character is about Reed. And this is a Gideon episode. And here's an L episode. It's like, they, they realize that it is an ensemble show. And they realize that, like, the strength of the show comes from the interactions between people. And I think, like, I, you know, I don't super like Elle, but I think that, you know, the the problem with Elle is she's a little too much like Derek and a little too much like Gideon and a little mm-hmm. too much like JJ. You know, she just kind of, like, doesn't bring anything particularly different than than nobody else brings you know so i think that's why like the episodes without her are really interesting and then i think when emily shows up it's like that final piece you know that kind of new piece bringing something totally different and that's when they really get to hit their stride and it's also like elle's been here since episode one so yeah you know, it feels, she feels like, a, like, I think she was supposed to kind of be like our audience insert character, mm-hmm. but because she came in on episode one, it doesn't feel that way, you know, but then Emily joining the team in the middle of season two, you get much more of that, like, we have to re-meet these characters from a new person's perspective. And I think that really helps the show a lot. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I don't know, I just... It's really, like, season two is when it starts to get fucking good. Like, yeah. the fact that these last eps have, we've ranked them, like, the lowest we've ranked as a six, the highest we've ranked as an eight. Like, that's a real tight grouping of, like, pretty mm-hmm. good episodes, you know? Yeah, solid, solid episodes. And, of course, the next two we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. And it feels about nice that we uh, <laughs> have good things to say about an episode and that we're like, this was actually just good instead yeah. of saying this episode is trash for 17 different reasons, you know? I just... Yeah. Criminal Minds, thank you for being good now. Thank you for getting good, kind of. Not like good, good, but thank you for getting like the Criminal Minds version of good, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. 
Anyway. Okay. That's it for this episode of Wheels Up. We will see you in the new year, technically, because I think the next episode, this is going up around Christmas, and then we don't come back until January. So see y'all fucking next year, losers, for more good criminal minds. Bye, losers. Bye, losers. Uh, You can find us every other week. Uh, We're always here. Also, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and what the fuck ever at Wheels Up Pod. Until then, bye, losers. James, do you have an ending quote for me? I do be. As Derek Morgan says, let's go rob a bank. (laughs) For legal reasons, as a joke, etc, etc. But also, I think it would be very funny if we just stopped this podcast and then, like, people found a news article of us, like, robbing a fucking bank. The podcast becomes us attempting to recreate the killers. Famous bank robbers. (laughs) Did you fucking... Oh my god, I need to send you an article. I read an article the other day about a dude...